Hey everyone, welcome to the Let's Talk Business podcast. So let's talk business. I'm author Takara James and a little bit about me is that I've been a top 100 best-selling author for many months. I want to say maybe over six months on Amazon charts. And the thing that I've learned most important in this journey is business and entrepreneurship. So that's what I want to share with you on this season of Let's Talk Business. So this show is about business and entrepreneurship, and we're going to dive right into a lot of the key facts, things that people don't want to share, and most importantly, how to obtain new leads and generate more revenue. So don't leave, get comfortable, grab your glass of wine or whatever you like to drink, If you're on the way to work, if you're on your way to drop the kids off at school or whatever you have to do, take some time and listen to this podcast so that you can learn all the information needed in order to be successful on your journey. Let's talk business. Welcome back, guys. We are here on episode four of the Let's Talk Business podcast with author Takara James. I definitely want to say thank you all for all of the support, the likes on my social media, subscription to this podcast station, and so much more. Before we begin, I just want to let you all know that the workbook is available on my website. So it is the Let's Talk Business workbook. You can also get the free Let's Talk Business marketing guide. And along with those things are free notes from each week's podcast station or episode rather. So definitely check those out, download them, get access to the information, get acclimated with the information and um, just follow up with me, you know, contact me on my website or do whatever it is that you have to do so that we can stay connected and we can get this journey skyrocketed to the top. All right. So on this episode of the Let's Talk Business podcast, we are going to talk about starting a business. Now, starting a business can be a challenge. And we've already kind of prefaced this information on last week's episode, but we want to get into how staying motivated is what's going to be worth the investment for starting your business. So let's talk about some of the motivations. Job security, additional income, employing others, and doing what you love. Now that is most of all. So most of all, doing what you love is what's going to make this a motivating experience for you. Now I know on the intro to business, which was episode one, we talked about the employment of entrepreneurs in the United States. And we also said that 99% of the United States is built up of businesses that were launched by entrepreneurs. So if 99% of the United States operate entrepreneurial businesses, that means that they are the employers of other entrepreneurs or contractors or anyone that we've kind of covered in this podcast station. So definitely keep that in mind. So 
we talked about job security, right? That's going to be number one for a lot of us because we want to make sure that we have a secure space for our families to grow. And having that security can only come from your own experience, from your own work ethic, from your own background. So let me just talk to you a little bit about me and my personal journey. Now, if you looked at the headline of this podcast station, it talks about how I made more than $12,000 and how I'm going to encourage your growth in revenue as well. But let me just talk about the backstory behind that business growth. So a year ago, well, not even a year ago. Well, it's about to be a year ago. So March or September, rather, it has been a year. September of 2017, I began working for the county where I lived and I worked at a um, water company. So I worked at a water company in the county and you know, it was a great experience. I went into the company not knowing anything about that industry, but I am a fast learner. So I don't have a problem with catching on to information or doing the things that I need to do in order to be successful. So things were going great. I absolutely love the company because they offered a lot of flexibility, great benefits, and so much more. Like I had access to so many things working for that company that I felt was needed to have on my background as far as my resume goes, as far as my personal skill set, and things that I was gonna need for my future, whether I chose entrepreneurship or to work for another company. Well, let's fast forward a few months. So I started in September, September 9th of 20, 2018, actually. So September 9th of 2018, I started working for that company. By March 19th of 2019, I was terminated. And the reason why I was terminated was because I had complained, I guess you would say, about racial discrimination. There was a a colleague who worked with me, she was an older, um, an older lady, and she had said some very racial remarks toward me. And I didn't appreciate it at all. So I felt the best thing to do was instead of uh, making myself feel out of place in a place where I really enjoy working, I felt like it was necessary for me to talk about my experience with my superior. So I went to my supervisor, had a conversation, and um, she scheduled a meeting with herself, the customer service, and human resource director. Now, the interesting thing about this story is the same day that I had my meeting with them, I was supposed to have an interview for a promotion. And I was super excited. I had only been in my role for what about six months, less than six months. So I was excited about what the future was going to be for me working for this company. So we get to um, the interview where we talked about my experience and things like that. And, And human resources was just bragging to me about how well I've been doing in such a short time and saying all these amazing things. So they wanted to make sure that I had a pleasant experience working for the company. 
Well, interestingly, on March 19th, I was called to a conference room where I was handed termination papers. Not only that, I was actually told that I had lied about everything and that I ostracized myself. That was the exact word. I ostracized myself from the rest of the employees working at the facility. They said that I always sit by myself at lunch, that I'm never engaging or talking to anyone, which I actually did not agree with at all. And while I held in my silent tears, I packed the things that were left at my desk and I left that job. I felt broken. I felt lonely. I felt like I didn't have anything or anyone because here I am in a city with no family, no friends or anything. And I'm trying to start a new life because I had recently gone through a divorce and wanted to relocate and and just start fresh. So this was my fresh start and all of it was coming to a horrible downfall. Or at least that's what I thought. So March to April, I laid on the couch for weeks, crying, depressed. Honestly, I felt like giving up. I was not going to do anything at that point. I had tried to apply for jobs. I kept applying for jobs. Nothing was turning up. Things were just getting chaotic. And I didn't know what to do at that point. I had never struggled with landing a job. I actually write professional resumes. So I knew it wasn't the resume that was preventing me from getting a job. And even though I was confident in my resume writing, I even reached out to a few associates on LinkedIn and asked them for some assistance with my resume. Got the assistance. These were professionals who have been recommended by LinkedIn themselves, and I still was not getting a job opportunity. I had graduation for my bachelor's degree coming up in May, which was going to be a trip to Florida, and I had no idea what to do. I only had $3,000 saved in my account, and honestly, had it not been for tax season recently passing, I probably wouldn't have even had that money. All of it wasn't tax money, of course, but either way it goes, I wouldn't have had those funds. But what I ended up doing was deciding to branch into my business. I decided this is the time where I need to capitalize off of where I am now and build my business more aggressively than ever. And I'm going to share with you how that story comes to fruition to this point. But we're going to take a short break before we get into that. So moving back into the details, I ended up losing my job and feeling like I needed to aggressively move into elevating my business. And that is exactly what I did. So that brings me into the steps that we are about to discuss with how to start your business. To begin, you need to start with research. 
Research the industry that you're trying to be a part of. Research what it takes to build that industry. For example, when I talked about my journey as being an author, I wanted to know the ropes. Unfortunately, I did not get picked up by a publishing house, so I needed to learn alternatives. My alternative was to become a self-published author. So I did the research that was required in order for me to do that. Once you do your research, develop a plan. My plan was to successfully publish a book. And in order to do that, I needed to know how to write a book, how to structure the interior of a book, how to get a book cover design, and all of the other things that made up book publication. If you are in a business where you're going to need funding, you also have to factor that in. Now, me personally, I would suggest starting with a business or start your business with passive income. So that's why I wanted to talk about the income first. Start a business with passive income. That way you're not having to put forth any active work and you're still able to retain profit by putting out an ebook or a workbook or putting out something that you know in PDF format or some type of form where people can continue to download or purchase and it not cost you your time. So of course, get funding or create a avenue to where you don't have to get funding in order to launch your business. Then you wanna determine your location. Where are you gonna host your business? Is it gonna be a store or will it be online? Now, again, a little piece of my advice is if you're in startup, I would definitely suggest doing it online. I actually know a young lady who I went to high school with and she started a clothing business and everything was going great, very successful, things kind of skyrocketed for her very quickly. But as soon as she decided to get a physical location for her store, she noticed that there wasn't enough income coming in to cover the expenses. So she went from online to in-store and then back online. So definitely plan and research those options before you dive right into getting a store location because everyone does not need one. Then you wanna go into the structure of your business. Now, in the last episode, we talked about building a website, having a place for your contact information, for your business policies, all of those things. That is gonna be the structure of your business. You need to know exactly who your target audience is. You need to know exactly what the age demographic is, their location, all of those things. How does your products and services benefit this group of clients? What are your policies? What do you have in place? And honestly, I'm just gonna share this with you because it wasn't shared with me when I started. Have a system. Have a system that is so well put together that there is little to no room for issues or problematic errors or anything that can throw you completely off balance. And when I say that, go ahead and create email templates 
for frequently asked questions or anything that deals with the startup aspects of your business or someone inquiring about business. For example, you want to have a welcome email template. You want to have a follow-up email template. You want to have an email template for a finished product. So create those type of systems or templates that are already in place so that you can immediately send out those correspondences to your clients. Also have an onboarding process. Your onboarding process is gonna be what is gonna help you easily migrate new leads, new clients into your business and have them positioned and comfortable for the process ahead. So that is going to be the structure aspect. Then you want to come up with your business name. Now the business name can be very unique or it can be something more formal. It doesn't matter. It depends on your industry. And that's why I say start with research. For me, I initially started with Isby Designs and Publication. That was my very first business name. Um, It was my married last name plus the things that I do as an entrepreneur. But I got a divorce. So it was kind of pointless to have that as a business name. Then I switched over to K Money Co., which a lot of you will probably still see that as my email or something that's related to my social media. K Money Co. was actually more tailored to me. It is the first letter, one of the letters of my first name, um, my middle name, and company, of course, because I wanted something more personal to me. But then I realized people couldn't pronounce that or they didn't know how to pronounce it. So it kind of sounds weird when you're having these conversations with people and even for me and people don't know how to pronounce the business name or when I pronounce it, it sounds different or unrelated. So I wanted to go with something more formal and that's why I chose Ritlux. I operate a professional online writing service and Ritlux stands for written luxury. So your written luxury comes through my company and I provide a premier experience for all customers. So that goes into your business name and your registration. You want to register your business under that name and have all information that is tied to your business registered also. Your next step is going to be opening a bank account. Now, I did this, um, but most banks will require at least a $500 minimum for opening a business bank account. If you find a bank that offers something a little bit less, definitely look into the benefits of using their bank for this service. So you definitely want to look into those things because you want to make sure that you're having the perfect setup for your business, the best operations, the best funding, financial, all of those things. You want to make sure that you're partnering with a bank that is going to meet your needs. So open up your bank account and make sure that it's registered to your business for when you begin your service. 
And that's what brings us to our next point, opening shop. So at this point, after you've done your research, you planned, you got your funding or created a product that helped with funding, you have your location, whether online or physical, you've structured your business, you've created your business name and got your registration, you've opened your bank account, and now you're ready to open shop. So before you begin, you want to clean up your appearance, join and clean your social media accounts, and make sure that you're networking on and off social media. These are going to be important for building your business. You are trying to set yourself apart from the rest of the world, actually. And there are billions of people in the world who have created businesses. They've created all types of things that they're selling and marketing and getting so much traction for. And you want to be a part of that. The only thing is, in such a saturated industry, you have to find a creative way to set yourself apart. So again, clean up your appearance, meaning how you present yourself, how you look, how you feel, how you talk, how you engage, all of those things. Join and clean your social media. We live in a very digital age, so there is no such thing as not being on social media. Another thing, stop deactivating your damn page all the time. Look, we get it. You need a social media cleanse, all of those type of things. But did you know that one or two days off social media from marketing and branding yourself is like a month off social media? You have lost a significant percentage of your audience due to that. So really consider those factors before you choose to take a break from social. And then, like I said, lastly, network on and off social media. So be sure that you're building your target audience on and off social media because in the event that we have a blackout on social media like we did last year, you want to still be able to have business operations without it causing you to take a loss. So that concludes all of the information for this episode. I hope that everything that I've said has been very helpful. And again, be sure to use the podcast note section in the Let's Talk Business podcast workbook. So purchase that on my website, grab your free podcast notes, and also grab your free marketing guide that is going to be essential for your journey. On episode five, we are going to reflect on business and entrepreneurship. We're going to understand our business income and reflect on those things. We're going to talk about a little bit more on how to know your business. And we're going to go more in depth about this planner. So thank you again for tuning in, guys. I can't wait to talk to you on next week. All right, so that concludes our episode. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Business with author Takara James. Please subscribe to this station if you would like to continue to hear all of the tips and tricks that I want to share with you. 
Also, don't forget to join my Facebook group, Let's Talk Business with author Takara James. And I have some special things that I want to share with you. So if you join the group, subscribe on my website, and of course, subscribe to this station, you'll get a freebie for me as a bonus gift. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.